I V M. Welcome to the IVM Podcast Network. TFG Interviews is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like Drinks and Destination, a handy guide to the world of wine, spirits and more along with a dip into travels around the world. You're listening to TFG Interviews. Well, it gives me immense pleasure to introduce this guest on our uh, today's TFG interview podcast. Uh, well, we it was a pre-recorded show. Uh, I met him on Tuesday. He's a on-court shuttler, but off the court, he's an artist, a very good one, I should say. Um, you know, if you already know him, you must be you must have seen all his sketches on his social media. And if you don't, uh, you can check it out on our website, thefangrass.com. Now, for those uh, badminton fans who haven't guessed him as of yet, now he. Goes by the name Ajay Jairam. Uh, he has one more uh, feather to his list of accolades. That is, he is at present the highest-ranked men's single shuttler in in India. Now that's number thirteenth. I interviewed him, asked him a lot of questions about, uh, you know, what, how does it feel to be at that stage and at this point. I mean, he's 29. He's not uh, an upcoming shuttler. So he, though it's it's come too late, he believes that uh, he still has it in him to take it forward and give his best uh, in the coming days. And we've seen shuttlers do that in the past. We've also seen Arvind Butt, who at the age of, you know, around 32, 33, picked up a German Open title. We also are at the present still seeing uh, Lee Chong Wei do do well in the international circuit, and well, Ajayaram has a hell lot of things to do ahead. Now he also speaks about his artistic side. He also reveals how he got into it and what he thinks of it. So all that you have is right here. So let's head on to his conversation. So you are at the moment like at the best performance, I would say, because after a very long time we've seen Ajayaram in his best and uh, we've also been rewarded because you are Indian male shut among the male shuttlers you're top uh, to be precise 13th so how does it feel like you've after a very long time I mean it's always talks about Kashyap, Srikanth and then Pranoy it never came to Ajajara or a very few there's a very limited period now again you've rose and they are quite like far behind right now so how does it feel the moment? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the key, I would say, the past one year was that I've had a lot of consistent results. Like in the past, I've had really good spurts of uh, performances here and there, but it's been, um, you know, quite spread out. So there's been like this one Dutch Open that I'd won, that I'd win, and then uh, the Korea Open final. So it's not been a very consistent uh, thing over a you know, period of, let's say, five, six months. But I think that's been, uh, that's happened this time. I think that's the result. That's the reason why I've uh, you know those to 13. So yeah, it feels definitely feels good. But uh, I'm uh, I think I still want that big win. So that and and that's what I think I need to break into the top 10, which is like like my immediate target right now. So yeah. Now, uh, what made you settle in Mumbai? Because I'm coming to this question is because we've seen shuttlers across. From wherever they are, they mm-hmm. kind of leave their hometown and mm-hmm. you know, settle mm-hmm. in Hyderabad mm-hmm. and train at the Gopichand's Academy. And mm-hmm. many crops have come in. Mm-hmm. So, was this a personal decision or did you not want to be at the Gopichand's Academy? Uh, you mean you're talking about now or over the... Over the period. Well, actually, uh, for close to 8-9 years, I've been in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. I've been training okay. in Bangalore. 
but yeah i think initially when i was uh, 18 uh, i chose to train with prakash padukone in bangalore okay and uh, kind of stuck on there for about 4 5 years mm-hmm. okay and then uh, i happened to meet my coach tom john mm-hmm. uh, he's he is kind of actually always been uh, you know integrated in the indian circuit mm-hmm. in one way or the other because mm-hmm. he was initially had come to india to train at the gopichan academy back okay. in 2005 that's when i actually first got to know him but in 2010 he came for the short stint to bangalore okay Uh, because he's pretty close to Vimal sir. Hmm, okay. And uh, then uh, he kind of told me to come to. Uh, he was the coach of Portugal at that time. Okay. So he said uh, he kind of asked me to train over there for a couple of months, and uh, he said he would uh, find me a club in Europe somewhere. So that would make it easy for me to play tournaments there hmm, and uh, hmm, you know right. kind of improve my ranking. I was kind of struggling at that period because I was okay. probably 80 or 19 in the world or 70, 80. Hmm. Yeah. So then I moved there, and that turned out to be a very uh, good decision actually, because um, his training really helped me. He's okay. quite unique in that sense that um, he manages to get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. So when I moved there, and within three months, my actually my ranking just shot into the thirties. And uh, he also found a French club for me, so okay. financially also it helped a lot. So yeah, I think um, after that he, you know, moved to India. One year he was in Lucknow, and then he started his own academy in Bangalore. So I've just kind of been with him. Hmm, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think the last couple of months I just, uh, you know, I've been in Bombay more. I just wanted to actually. I think I've been away too long. I just wanted to be here for the while. So I'm just trying it out, and I mean, it seems to be working right now. Hmm. So yeah. Since you mentioned the French club association, hmm. uh, you were part of that. Hmm. Why yeah. do you like tell something in brief your experience over there? Uh, well, I think Europe has a very uh, good league system, hmm. but of course the main thing would be Denmark because it's right. it's uh, of course the strongest European nation, right. and they have a very good league system. And then uh, a few other countries too have it. Hmm. I think Germany has a decent one. I've also played in the German league the okay. following year after that. Uh, France has a league, not very big, but it's pretty uh, well spread out. Like it's a period of eight months, hmm. and you have. Um, I think close to 16 matches or something over the over that period. Hmm. And um, yeah, it's so it it helps when um, you know you let's say you're not in the national team hmm. and little behind the rankings and you want to you know make that big leap. It helps if you base yourself over there and that way you kind of you can play for the club they you know pay you pay hmm. for your expenses and stuff. And um, Europe has a lot of uh, small smaller level tournaments happening. About maybe ten um, to twelve that happens, so you can you know get to play six, seven, eight tournaments over there, and that really helps your rankings. Your mm. and you get some good wins, you know, playing smaller tournaments. So in that sense, that helped me too. So I was training with Tom in Portugal, and uh, I used to fly for matches in the French league. Uh, so that whole thing actually uh, built my confidence a lot, and uh, yeah, it, I think it shaped a lot of my career then. Mm. Now recently, we uh, back in the conclave took place, and mm. all of you were part of it. Yeah. Uh, it is also the first one after you know, Mr. Akhilesh mm. Dasgupta mm. passed away, and then the new one coming up. Mm. So, if you can, you can just can you just share what is ex- exactly few things that took shape about, or what you all discussed about? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing when I heard about the conclave happening. Mm. I was quite uh, happy and surprised actually because uh, never before as a president, you know, been elected and wanting to interact with the players in the mm. very first uh, um, as he takes up the job. So that was quite encouraging. Uh, 
and uh, it was quite nice actually because uh, he was there with a very open mind and he, you know we could be quite honest and frank about whatever problems he faced and whatever we think uh, needed to be changed for um, taking things forward so in that sense yeah it seemed like a very positive start and um, it was nice because there was just players he had a separate meeting with yeah, the players yeah, with the coaches yeah. and uh, so yeah um, there were quite a few ideas and I, a couple of them actually seemed to have already taken shape like we've all received our prize money which mm. was kind of um, we had quite a bit of backlog in that respect so yeah hopefully um, you know um, he also said a lot of things where he wanted to um, expand the number of uh, centers in india not just concentrate in one area so if he could actually implement all of that i'm sure it would uh, help not just me i think indian badminton on the whole so mm. yeah well. uh so now people have been like mainly shuttlers if you go to see because though badminton is slowly gaining you know slowly mm. you can already say that it's been up mm. there gaining all the laurels that mm. india deserves all the mm. individual ones uh there's still lack of coverage for the sport okay mm. now quite a few players have been vocal about it uh you yourself point out things mm. at times mm. uh so what are what do you think as a player when you look back at it what do you think why do you think mira does that i mean according to a player when he's sitting when he or she is sitting down and like i'm taking stuff but then mm. nobody's really talking about it uh yeah, but i think if you look at it i think badminton in the sense the way it's been marketed is not exclusively an indian problem hmm. i would say even at the world level barring maybe a few countries where badminton is really popular right it's it's not very known hmm. even a tournament like the all england which is probably the biggest tournament in the circuit right the regular circuit at least and yet i don't think i don't see uk or you know um, birmingham at least that's a city where it happens mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not the talk of the town in that right. sense so i think even the way it's marketed at the world level bwf i think a lot needs to be changed for example i think the way tennis is doing stuff of course it's not a recent thing tennis has been doing yeah. that over you know so many years and built it up so yeah. i think something of that sort with a much more professional approach so like i think tennis is headed in a uh, it's it's a private thing it's not a bureaucratic mm-hmm. thing so in that sense if uh, that shift i think at some point needs to happen mm-hmm. and uh, only if it's marketed at that level with there only then you're going to see uh, bigger names out of the you know the achievements mm-hmm. that we achieved mm-hmm. so yeah. i think uh, in that sense i would say india actually in india i think if you're really big then you just you're blown all over the news like let's say sign us in but anything lower no one really wants to i guess no one really makes their money out of it mm-hmm. so in that sense yeah um, indian wise also i think there definitely it could get better there's mm-hmm. no doubt about yeah. that but again i think the main approach would be somewhere in a more global stage okay uh now uh do you do you think what do you achieve at the moment uh It's probably come too late. Yes, we know Lee Chong Wei is 34, who's still going as if he's just started playing. But one thing that probably he has and probably you lack in a in a way is consistency. Like he's shown yeah, uh, continuously. So, do you think that this what you've achieved the feat? Like you know, being 13th and is come a little too late. Uh, I don't. Do you know, think age will catch up to you one day? I don't really. Uh, 
look at it that way i would say it I, and I'm, i think it that doesn't really help to look at it that way uh yeah i think i've had like you know uh, erratic results over the past and also i think i faced injury issues which kind of delays you know because i remember when i was uh, in 2013 end uh, even that time i had i think two three quarter finals and i was i think 20 or 21 in the mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and i had six months with you know no points to defend and there was commonwealth and nation yeah. games in 2014 yeah. but sadly then i got injured and uh, had to uh, six seven month layoff yeah. so i think maybe at that time the same thing would have happened had i mm-hmm. you know played on but uh, but i think that's that's that sport that's life in general so uh, i'm quite happy that you know i'm still here i'm still playing when indian badminton is uh, literally such a yeah. wonderful stage so and uh, like you said i mean lee chongwe of course is a whole different level altogether if you compare even you know any other athlete so yeah i'm still uh, I think with the knowledge and resources that are available today you know prolonging one's career to 34 35 isn't as hard as it used to be. Hmm. So in that sense I think I still have a good few years where you know uh, and I really don't have a chance to complain that had I done it before I could have done much better. Hmm. So hmm. I think I still have a few good years and uh, if I can uh, be smart about my training, be smart about the tournaments I play. Hmm. I could uh, you know get the top 10 top 5 maybe even so let's see yeah, yeah. uh now you mentioned i mean many every it's, it's part and parcel of the game injuries are something that you know is tagged mm. along when you're a player when you're an athlete uh now do you think uh, and that we've seen that many now for example kashyap is a mm. i mean good example for yeah. that uh his ranking has really gone down mm. because of it so do you think uh, the association or the ones who are running badminton should probably kind of take a note of that you know when you see a player getting injured hmm. probably you know give him a, a little bit of free way saying that okay take it easy hmm. probably we won't you know your points won't be deducted hmm. because you're not playing because there's a valid reason so hmm. do you think something in that way will that help the players this is actually a very good point because uh, this actually was brought up in the meeting of okay. the president about okay. how in how uh, in india when a player gets injured hmm. he's kind of sidelined and yeah. it becomes that much more harder yeah. well when you talk about the rankings Uh, I think tennis has a system where if you're injured, there's yeah. something about protecting your ankle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how that works exactly, but badminton at the moment uh, doesn't really have that system, so yeah. I don't think um, discussing that would be of any use. Hmm. So you know, working with the current system, I think yeah, if the association could, uh, for example, when I was injured, I was. Uh, forget being in the indian team i was actually out of the core group itself hmm, hmm. and that's really really sad because when i was injured i was number 2 one like close that that high in my ranking hmm. in 2021 and then suddenly 6 months later you find that okay your ranking has dropped but there's obviously a very genuine reason why it has dropped yeah. and then to actually be uh, uh, you know you feel bad that you're just dropped you're nowhere now suddenly the association doesn't even treat you as a hmm. you know part of their this team so and then i had to obviously fund all my tournaments on my own before okay. and actually had to win the dutch open before being put back in the team hmm hmm and, and that's not always easy actually i mean it yeah. happens yeah. especially when you're back from an injury it takes time for you to build that uh, level back so yes definitely i think the association needs to look into that and uh, you know provide a much more better a rehab phase for the player and give like you said a 
little bit of leeway so that he mm-hmm. can you know play a few more tournaments in the mm-hmm. team uh, and in that sense i think kashyap has actually been interacting with them yeah. and he's been put in a lot of teams so i think yeah that's that's something that needs to be done mm-hmm. surely now coming to the pbl we first saw it in 2013 called ibl and mm-hmm. then we thought it would never happen because mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. off the court reasons yeah. and everything but it was a great thing that it started again hmm. i mean with a new yeah. name right. uh, and attracted i would say pretty more fans hmm. to and more hmm. crowd and since hmm. badminton was at the peak hmm. there were more uh, viewership hmm. so how was your experience like the first season with delhi uh, aces you won the title hmm. tell us about that experience i can tell you about all three actually <laughs> so the first ibl also actually was a big success in my yeah. eyes i think yeah. that was actually the uh, biggest crowd puller if i'm not yeah. wrong honestly and uh, that was actually a very exciting one cuz our team won and mm, uh, i mm. think i played the last match of that uh, thing it was 2013 mm. and then uh, as luck would have it i think the next pbl also we, our team won delhi so yeah. uh, i think i've been pretty uh, luck, like uh, you know lucky with as far as pbl goes i've done well even this time i think uh, i had a very good chance to actually yeah. make it three in a row but uh, well yeah i think the last match didn't go according to plan but on the whole i think uh, pbl has been doing really well i think that was something that was needed hmm. for badminton to gain that extra mileage in popularity and of course as players i think it it helps so much hmm. you know uh, financially of course it's a huge yeah. thing and uh, uh, if you look at it i think a lot of people watch the pbl so it's literally like everyone keeps asking you okay when when's the next one when hmm. the next hmm. one and that kind of crowds which i see during the this i don't really see it in other tournaments so mm. it's 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 very good that that's happening because people get to know you people uh, start following your you know entire right. this so in that sense pbl has done a lot for indian badminton i would mm. say and uh, yeah i think uh, and this time was of course special because i was playing for mumbai as well mm-hmm. and i always wanted to be part of the mumbai team so Yeah, it's been a very good experience personally for me, all three of them. So, so how 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 has the last one been like companionship with Pranoy being, mm-hmm. and then you also had Sanji Yu mm-hmm. in the women's, and yeah. of course the doubles, uh, mm-hmm. the few top players were there. So, how was it like you know sharing the dressing room with all of these top players? It was always great. All three, like I said, yeah. has been a very good um, thing in terms of team because you you don't interact in such close quarters, right. with, especially with players. But Pranoy, of course, I've been traveling yeah. all throughout, so it wasn't that new. but uh, like in the first pbl we had uh, taufik in my team and yeah. that's something big yeah. for me of course and uh, in the second and of course i think i think rajiv was there in mm-hmm. my team and mm-hmm. we really gelled along well so it was fun and this time of course there's there was tanoy uh, leong day and sungji yeah. so it was this is great experience in you know in all aspects that way uh, it gets quite hectic because you're literally playing a match especially yeah, this time you're yeah. playing next day you're traveling and you're not used to that mm. you know used to playing a week and then yeah, going yeah. somewhere so yeah in that sense it was super hectic but super fun mm. and definitely and do you think uh, the hectic also played probably or, or was it on the fun side the points that was reduced you know from 15 to 11 uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. so how is that like for you as a player uh yeah definitely uh, it it becomes a bit more of you know i would say like a gamble kind of a thing mm. but it's it's exciting mm. it's exciting and that's uh, and i think that's the only way you can um have someone watch the entire tie without actually getting exhausted because yeah watching a uh, 15 best of 3 or 21 best of 3 
it it gets boring after the while, you know. So in that sense, yeah, it was it's a good change for a league thing. Hmm. Now coming to probably off the court. Uh, your antics that we see. Now, what got you into sketching, and how did all you know, start and come by? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, sometime last year is when I actually started, because uh, I I knew I was decent at it because I'd done it years back. I'd made a couple of portraits then. Hmm. Did, uh, you, did you study for it, or did you learn about it? Not really. Not really. I think okay. even now my technique in many places is flawed, to be honest. But yeah. So I think you would be able to make another one. So looking or at maybe it. a professional would even. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine, but <laughs> but anyway. So I think uh, apparently, so it's quite funny how I actually uh, I wanted to actually have always been wanting to do something different, like sketch mm. or something mm. for the past few years, but never really got myself to get the pencil and paper and put mm. that effort. Uh, then uh, I was in the U.S. last year. And uh, I was I was staying after the tournament. I went to my cousin's place, and uh, my cousin's daughter, my niece, uh, when I was at her place, she uh, went back to her room and got a p- paper where it sketched her portrait years back, okay. in 2008, I think, when she had come for my sister's wedding. And uh, I looked at that, and I was like quite impressed with myself. Like, oh, that's not bad. I'd done that. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. And I think I had a lot of time to spare. I mean, as players, I mean. Uh, you you're done by six seven in the yeah. evening and then you have your Sundays off. Right. Uh, I just instead of doing the usual where you watch TV, watch shows, or go out, I wanted to do engage in something which mm. you know a little more, I would say meaningful maybe. I don't know. Uh, and since I thought I had you know reasonable amount of skill in this aspect, I thought why not? So I think I, the first time I was just thinking what to do, whose portrait to do, and then I just saw uh, that okay fine, Jack Nicholson my mm. favorite actor, I, why not? And I got uh, got around to it, and uh, surprisingly, it came out pretty well for the yeah. first, uh, you yeah. know, being out of touch for so long. And I was quite happy with that. And then I think from there, I just started doing it Get a little more regularly. And then I got this thing of 3D thing; it just mm. hit me. Uh, so yeah, it's been fun. I really, really, really enjoy that. So it's good. Yeah, I think that was one cue when uh, when you were doing the Facebook live, you and Pranoy. Uh-huh. One of the fans asked, like, yeah, when yeah. can we see the exhibition? I think yeah. that was one thing that triggered me to probably think, yeah, okay, let's that. do an exhibition <laughs> on the. Yeah, I saw <laughs> your article. It was beautiful. Yeah, I really liked it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. so do you do you really plan to do one one day? Make it big in that field exhibition. As well? uh, I was thinking, but uh, or taking I don't know. sketching to another level. Yeah, I've always been thinking that now since you know I really like it, and uh, I think if you can always do what you're passionate about, then life is a game. I mean, it's mm. it's fun. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I do have an idea, but I think I'll have to uh, research it more and see where avenues can be. You mm-hmm. know, where I can actually um, do it a little more. I think uh, so. Let's see. Let's see. Hopefully, something works out. Okay, I think uh, let's move on to something fun now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I have a quick fire questions for you. Okay. So I'll throw words, some words at you, and okay. let me know what comes. The first thing that comes to your mind by listening to the word. Oh, that's yeah. scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I don't have anything tough ones. <laughs> okay, let's start. Uh, badminton. Uh, it's a sport. I can't think of anything fun. Um, for you, according to you, what is badminton nice? Explosive. Okay. Sketching. Passion. Oh shit! Should be in the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Jack Nicholson. 
इंटिमिडेटिंग करियर बेस्ट रैंकिंग एट द मोमेंट आई वाज गोइंग टू से 13 बट नाउ आई विल से 4 ओके लास्ट बिट आई वुड नॉट इंक्लूड आईपीएल हियर सिंस वी हैड अ ब्रेक एंड देन इट्स अ न्यू फॉर्म आई मीन रीक्रिस्टेंड ली केम इन एंड देन सो आई चूज आई वुड आस्क यू दिल्ली एसएस और मुंबई रॉकेट्स Mumbai Rockets. Mumbai. Okay. Well, coming to the end of it now, we've seen uh, you've been on and off social media yeah. quite some time. It's a personal choice, yeah. and of course, I'm not questioning about that. Yeah. Uh, but what do you what do you want to convey once that you would tell your fans about social media? No, 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 about social media. Uh, a message oh, to the fans okay. in general. Uh, I think um, if you're passionate about something, just go for it. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's something you want to say something about yourself to them, like about me. Yeah, as in, you had you had the best career thing, and they're probably looking forward. They're they even they uh, uh, along with you are at the happy moment. Well, I think uh, I'm at my career best, and uh, I think I've also enjoyed uh, badminton much more over the past year. Even you know, keeping the yeah. rankings aside, so I think uh, if anyone can manage to do that, you know, enjoy what you're doing. You, you do your best. So that would be my thing. Okay. Yeah. To end, would you like to recite any Jack Nicholson dialogue oh. that you remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one very long one, but I don't think I can do that. No, it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> any one-liners that you remember of? There's one from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Hope is a wonderful thing, probably the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Okay, I think that's a good way to end <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> well, that is the. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I said, right? It's a great way to end the show with that dialogue of Shawshank Redemption. Uh, now, if you want to know more about him, you can follow him on Twitter. If for those who don't know, his Twitter ID is Ajay underscore two eight nine. As I said, do check out the story that we did on him. It's an exhibition of his uh, artist artistic side of his uh, on our website, thefangrass dot com. And you can also wish him luck for the tournament that's coming up next week, the Sundarman Cup, uh, which is a team event, and he's part of the men's singles category. So I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're listening to us on YouTube, hit the like, share, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon. So you get updates of our new episodes. Uh, you can also listen to our show on Audioboom, SoundCloud, and various other podcasting apps. Uh, also download the IVM podcast app and have a great day, folks. And hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Excuse me, boyya. Excuse me. Bolle, madam. Menu me kya hai? Menu me seen and seen hai. Podcast hai, on course hai, Cyrus says hai, Made in India, Rediscovery Project, Empowering Series, Sex Wax hai, IVM Likes hai, Simplified hai, Keeping It Queer hai, Things and Destinations hai, My Neighbor Zuckerberg hai, or The Fan Garage hai. Aapko kya chahiye hai? Ek baar repeat kar denge kya? Repeat repeat nahi karta hum. Aap jao ivmpodcast.com pe aur suno ye sab. Ya fir download karo unka app. Sab aapke ungliyon pe.